Hey, this is Kirna Nagar from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Bill Levin with us. Bill is the co-founder of Heart Program. He's a dad, adventurer, thinker, writer, entrepreneur, find of diversity, and a mental health coach. Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Bill, let's begin with Heart Program. What is it? Heart is a it's a new kind of an animal. It's both a mental wellness training company, and it's also the skill set for achieving the goals you have in life. The backstory on this is that I've spent 25 years here in Silicon Valley doing things people said were impossible, things people said were impossible, and achieving the success you want part of it. The co-founder, my partner, is a mental health clinician who recognized the skills that I was using for success and for helping my team succeed are the same skills she was teaching people clinically to get them out of depression, anxiety, and substance abuse. And uh, as far as being an entrepreneur, how has life been? Because you were in corporate before that and then you shifted to entrepreneurship. What was that turning spark? So I've worked at multiple startups and um, some of those startups I've been like the third person they hired. So I've been in really, really early. And so that's allowed me to learn a lot of the ins and outs of entrepreneurship because when you start off at a startup and you're tiny, you have to wear a lot of hats. Yeah. And so that's kind of training ground for how to do this. The first three companies that I worked at in my tech career were all startups. They were. And so I just assumed that that was kind of the way things worked and that there was, you know, everything to be learned and all these roles to play in the company. And it wasn't until my like sixth or seventh company, something like that, it was big enough that I was just in this one slot because I don't know, there was like 400 people in the division that I belonged to. Yeah. So I'd learned all this stuff. And also I've done, I've been part of the starting of five or six startups by now. I've been one of the co-founders. So now it's not the problems we're solving, but the underpinnings of how to start are, are you know, the same across the board. Yes, I get it. So how do you approach working with clients who are struggling to achieve their goals? So we take a, a very situational approach, right? I Because of my background in software development, I always tend to think of root cause. And if you're struggling, then what's the struggle about? And being able to be crisp about explaining and defining that, right? And then we we build what we call a recipe, which is a discrete set of the skills that's specifically for that specific problem. I used to have really bad social anxiety and being on podcasts was completely not part of my mental model. And the way that I got over it, my first recipe that I built, and I did this with the help of a friend of mine who really kind of got me started down this one particular road, was to start conversations with strangers. And the recipe was to do some breathing outside and then walk into a Starbucks and order coffee or water or whatever, and then ask the barista how their day was going. And whatever they said, I said, thank you. And I was sweating bullets the first five times I did that because that was really, really hard. But I needed that recipe, that starting point to get me over how to start a conversation and to be comfortable and confident I had a repeatable process. And a lot of this is, Teaching people repeatable processes they can use over and over and over and over again and abstract across a wide variety of contexts. So I've now used this opening for not just Starbucks, but anytime I meet anybody anywhere, you know, I've, I've used it meeting executives. I've used it for dating, it, you know, all over the place, right? It's a very consistently repeatable process for starting a conversation. And then the next layer is how do you hold a conversation, right? So what we teach people when there's a struggle is here's the first recipe and then here's the second recipe and then here's the third recipe. And it's a layer like you learned math, right? Um, nobody goes from nothing to geometry, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, you had to learn how to count. 
account first, right? And so we, we take that exact same model. And, you know, now public speaking for me is super fun yes. because I layered these recipes together. How do you look at marketing your services? Like what are the ways that you use for marketing your services? Yeah, oh, good question. We do two things. One of them is so our primary audience right now is the education space. We're talking with adults that work on campus at schools, mostly. Just started to work with people on the professional side. Just through the luck of how we started the company, schools were our first uh, avatar. And for them, we cold call which isn't really marketing, but that's what we do. And we invite people to free webinars and then they're curious about our stuff and they want to know more and we go from there. I post multiple videos a day on TikTok and they're typically targeted at, again, a very finite, narrow, situational kind of a thing. LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, post in all those places. And mostly it's just to stay in the practice of building up that content. And we have not had any success with with keyword advertising or targeted advertising. We have to do a lot of outbound stuff. Again, I totally do. If you can tell me about the misconceptions one has about maintenance. The, the biggest misconception is that mental health problems are something you're born with. And there is a very tiny part of the population that yes, they're born with something. Most of the population, the struggles they have are acquired because there's a desire that they have to, that they want something to do something and they don't know how to get there. And or they're afraid of something, they don't know how to get away from it, right? And their their coping mechanisms end up damaging their brain chemistry. And so, and that could be, you know, or they get into substance abuse. You know, there's a whole bunch of things that people will do as a coping mechanism to get away from their discomfort, right? I didn't know how to start a conversation. I mean, I've been, you know, talking with people, but I was afraid all the time, right? And no one ever told me there's a consistent, repeatable process. You know, on the clinical side, our work has been proven to work with depression, anxiety, bipolar, borderline personality disorder, complex PTSD, pretty much every area in the mental, in the current mental health world, every diagnosis, the kind of stuff that we do is improving effective for them, for getting them out of holes, right? The flip side is every book on how to be successful in your career or in relationships or parenting uses some aspect of the stuff that we teach. A set of clinical skills called dialectical behavior therapy, which you can find information about it, the inter- about it all over the internet. Finding the information is not the same as knowing how to implement the information. And it's not the same as knowing how to self-diagnose. It's like learning how to swim, yeah. right? You can read books on swimming, but if you want to be Michael Phelps, you're going to need some coaching. Yes. yes thank right. You. And so what we have found is that there's a lot of people who know DBT. They don't know how to apply it effectively for helping people situationally. And they definitely don't understand the performance side of it. When we look at at people's problems and we talk with people, and you know, part of this is just because of my engineering background, is I always want to know about root cause and solving that those root causes has knock-on effects. You solve this specific kind of a problem and all of a sudden other things open up. I got comfortable starting conversations and then I started having conversations with other people at the company and people at other companies. And then all of a sudden I'm getting offered leadership roles because I'm solving problems that nobody else has seen, right? You know, I'm going to someplace like Google and solving a problem there because I'm looking at and thinking about the problems very differently. Yes. My peers don't have the perspective to be able to do that, partly because they don't talk to strangers. And so they don't get to learn this stuff. You have given us a lot of information that is very useful. Thank you. You can tell the ways to reach out to you. Of course, of course. Yeah. So our website is heart, H-A-E-R-T program.com. My email is bill at heartprogram.com. 
pretty easy. On TikTok, I'm there as Bill Lennon, three L's in the middle of that. I'm WB Lennon on LinkedIn and also on Instagram, I'm at WB Lennon. Yeah. Okay, Bill, what is the final message that you have for the audience? What is it that one should remember about you? Life's an adventure and, and learning how to approach life and having skills to apply to achieving that adventure builds confidence. It makes you really happy and you die without regret. And one of my, that's one of my biggest goals is dying without regret. And so for me, having all these skills available makes everything else possible. As a parent, I could teach my kids. So they learn things younger than I did, right? There's stuff that my kids know now, 18 and 21, that I didn't know until I was in my 40s. Very important. Starts passing it on. Yeah. Thank you so much, Bill, for being on the show. I am your host, Kiran Nagar, signing off. You guys take care. Bye, guys. Bye.